0: You, you've done a lot of mistakes with this, haven't you? Uh, good morning, Theo. Um, welcome to my humble podcast. Lovely to speak to you. Lovely to see you. Good morning, uh, Lexi. Always a pleasure and an honour. What a pleasure to be on yours. Now, normally I would start my podcast with a, a very sort of focused and fixed theme, like the, the one that we I thought we recorded a few weeks ago, and for some reason I it was user error. I pressed the wrong button was about fantasy versus reality. Um, however, we've just started talking offline and we were starting to talk about uh, self-esteem and uh, spilling over from your podcast about leadership. Um, so I still want to try and sort of uh, keep it uh, loosely around the fantasy versus reality. I think my, my take on that was um, when I've met people recently, actually I went, I went out with a colleague last week for lunch um, in another country, God forbid. And um, what was interesting is that when you strip out all the superficial stuff, so the, the position I have, I've just achieved another uh, accreditation level of I'm now better than I was. You know, she was explaining to me that she's in a new job and she's uh, really happy, new company, politics, whatever. If you strip out, actually... Or what i call the superficial stuff the stuff that's not important and you get back to reality because to me the fantasy is sorry to say it's the game it's the you know, inverted commas the lie of you know you're brought up to believe that you know, if you are going into the army, you should be a general, you should become at least captain. You've got to go up through the ranks. You can't stay as a staff sergeant, God forbid. You know, you're told that you have, that's, that is that, that is the definition of being successful. You're told that you need to be the top of whatever you're in. Um, the great example of that in the UK that I can talk about with confidence is the government has only recently, I don't know if they realized or stumbled across it by accident, um, but actually reinstalling apprenticeships and realizing that actually not everybody needs to go to university. It's not essential. I know I'm digressing a little bit now. It's not something you have to do. Being a very successful plumber, a very successful electrician, a happy electrician, a happy plumber, is actually very good at what you do. It's actually absolutely fine and well done you. you know, they probably earn more money anyway. So again, so we're going back to for me fantasy versus reality is what is really important what is really important and how do you um the the restrictions in some way The people that i know have made themselves reflect have made them stop to think they've had more time more time at home less time commuting to start to think about life in general am i happy with my lot what is really important and for example this particular friend of mine um, um Has two daughters and they both had certain issues. I won't go into detail because you might be listening to this out of respect. And that is the most important thing. It's family, it's your nearest and dearest. It's people you love and that you adore that are everything to you. That is your life. That is life, in my humble opinion. The rest is irrelevant. The rest doesn't matter. You need a roof over your head, you need to be safe, Um, and you need to be happy and what I call create memories. You need to make memories create memories because that is life remember before we recorded yours i said to you if god forbid and i touched wood including my own head and i said if i passed away tomorrow what how would i be remembered would i be remembered for being the best salesman ever would i be remembered for being the best whatever it is uh, the best diy the best? no i'll be remembered for my qualities for how I treated them, how I supported my family as a family man, whatever. People would think about the memories we've had together, that we've created, that are ingrained in our heads forevermore. Not all of them, but certain ones. And that's what puts a smile on your face. That's what makes you feel great when you think about that moment and that time you had, we had together. We will revert back to that and go, wasn't that a great moment? And it makes you it puts a smile on your face. Mm. And that, for me, is quite essential. It's quite important. Rather than, well, I've done this, I went there, I travelled here, I travelled there, I achieved this. It's about the fantasy versus reality. Mm. Indeed. Um, you the there's, there's a <laughs> there's,
1: there's a film I was telling about called The Dream Seller. Um, and to, to cut us a long, long story short, he's a beggar who... Actually... Uh, you, is or was one of the richest men in the world, and because of who he is and because of the fame he had attained, the most wealthy uh, and also the most influential leaders in the world came to see him talk. And he made them collect in a graveyard. And he said, um, "He said, the lesson for you is written on all these gravestones. Do you think anything refers to you? In other words, here lies, here lies." A loving father. Do you think any of you would be described like this, he said? Uh, So there's two things. The the first is that we we live in a meritocracy which never used to be the case. What do I mean by that? Um, A century ago even, but definitely 150, 200 years ago, um, people who were poor were described as unfortunates people who are poor now are described as losers. Big difference between unfortunate and loser what it is, it's because you're responsible for your outcome and therefore you are deserving, if if you're very successful, you therefore see yourself as being very high status as as being very successful, as having attained the pinnacle of what society says you should get and therefore you're great and happy and good. But of course if you then look at what society produces, it's a bit, it reminds me of uh, Dominic Cummings, the best thing he ever said was, what you really have to ask yourselves is what system gives you a choice between um, Jeremy Corbyn and and, uh, Boris Johnson what system gives you a high proportion of psychopaths and aspergers as ceos and we say they're successful and we say they're role models imagine that psychopaths and aspergers
0: not even examples of a healthy person right if i can go on. on sorry go on you first and this is where okay, this is a bit tenuous—the old fantasy versus reality, based on what you've just said. But in my experience, with the sort of hitting on, I'm hitting on the sort of leadership in context with uh, in context of fantasy versus reality. I've operated under both the fantasy and the reality. So, fantasy is um, okay. Bear with me; it's a bit loose, but bear with me. Is where somebody is in the you know in the lovely office is that psychopathic whatever um yeah Asperger's type of leader who will not communicate very well who will just have his senior minions around him and delegate orders continuously self-importance stature and so on and so on and believe that that is the way to lead and believe that that will that is the way to be end of story well, you ask,
1: you ask these millionaires what would make them happy,
0: and they all say, double my money. But I'm talking about leadership now and mm. fantasy versus reality. Now, the reality side is I've seen companies of the same size with the same amount of employees. And then the major difference is that, what I call it, and there's not many of them, but that real leader, that effective leader, yeah, the reality, the, the what really works, is he has then gone around and spoken to every single employee on the on the factory work on the factory floor, shaking everybody's hand. Now I use the example of Michael Schumacher in Formula One. He knew everybody's birthday, uh, sometimes even wedding. Got them a present. Now you could say a driver, a leader. Yes, he was. Behind the scenes, he pulled more strings than you'll ever understand. Uh, but he didn't have the title of a leader. But he was more of a leader than the actual. Uh, certified or, or, or um, qualified. Uh. Which is why he's such a legend. Exactly. But, but my point is, you lead by example, you lead by communication. So he went around and shared his vision with everybody. So what he did was he created synergy by making everybody believe in him. And likability. And likability. And he made sure that he spent time and effort on them. So it wasn't a, a one-way uh, process, one-way traffic. And by doing that, he created this, this belonging, this sense of belonging, this family atmosphere. I'm talking a family of a thousand people, a big family. But he created a family atmosphere as if they were a couple of hundred at most in a company with 10 times the size. And that created results that actually on paper really shouldn't have happened because you could argue the car wasn't great, this wasn't great, but actually there's some of the parts. So the same size company with a leader that actually spent the time and effort trying to actually lead his people genuinely. Leading by example, meeting everybody, sharing the vision, regularly communicating the vision, motivating people, inspiring people. And suddenly these people did more for nothing extra. They worked longer hours and they were not paid for it. They did it because they wanted to. They did it because it, it was an honor and a pleasure. Oh, it was beyond motivation. It was, it was, they felt that they had a stake in the company. They were really an integral part of it. So it was, it was a real sense of, you know, you were not just a number. You were a real part of that family and you were making things happen. You could influence the outcome that's the difference so suddenly you realize that you whatever role you've got you play a part in that and if it wasn't for you it maybe wouldn't be as successful or as as uh, harmonious or as enjoyable as it was to work for this company and i've done i've seen both and 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 back to the fantasy versus reality argument is hang on so so you understand this
1: properly because this is very important yeah so, so again, again, I still go back to they're motivated, but what you're also saying is motivated by what? And they are motivated by
0: a common cause that they have a stake in. Yes, but also motivated by being recognized. It's really important. Of course, otherwise they can't have a stake in it. Exactly, but it's, it's important to highlight that as well because they are, they've been noticed. They've got a voice. They've, no, they've, got, they've got a voice, but they've been, it's like being validated. You're being recognised. You're being appreciated. You're being noticed. You're no longer that person in the corner of that room that's just doing his thing, but no one knows your name. No one actually knows what you do, but you're doing something.
1: Okay, so you're motivated for a cause mm-hmm. about which you have you know you have
0: influence which is appreciated. Yes, but also, again, it goes back to... You're part of a family, a team. Yes, but it goes back to one word again. And this, this, this reflects on society in general. Identity. The, the company has an identity that has yeah. been voiced and communicated in such a clear way and you associate with that. Okay. You so, feel part so, of it going back so and therefore so- you have identity I've got it right now where I'm working the company that I work for has such a clear identity and it's been indirectly more to be fair than directly but it's been communicated within the industry and by the company itself in such a way so simply and succinctly that actually you can understand it and if you can understand it you can be part of it now how to be part of it completely and properly is that is then uh, communicated by that leader by the senior leaders in right identity is such your role in this is x and then you tie it all in together and then you create uh, you've got your own identity within that family within that company and it's very clear what you do what you're part of and 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 what you stand for because a lot of people don't forget are not natural extroverts. They are not mm. someone who will stand at the front and go, I work for this company, this is who I am, this is what I'm proud of, and you're happy to record it and shove your video on LinkedIn without blinking an eyelid. Not everybody is like that. So you, in effect, need to be not told, but you need to be coerced, you need to be um, brought into the, uh, not brought into the vision, but sort of be, be sort of brought along, being led into, you know, you all, imagine you've got all the troops following you, following that military leader. And that's the reality. You will do that sometimes without even realizing because it's just a pleasure to go to work. It's whatever you do is kept, it's kept you know, it's, translate, it's communicated in a simple way. It's really easy to understand. And then you break that down into further things about how you're treated, one-to-ones, um, mm. good level of communication to young people junior leaders that also will carry the, mant- the mantra and actually take you to one side, not castigate you for making a mistake, but they will look at it from a, a learning perspective how could we improve next time it's good that you made a mistake, you're learning you can't make mistakes without learning you're not um, disciplined for it you, you, you know, you're not then <laughs> You're not then. what's the word uh, uh, celebrated for it either, but you're, it's seen as a, as a necessary path in order to improve and evolve. So the
1: company has a specific identity with which you're able to identify where you know what your role is clearly, where you feel appreciated and you're part of the entire family leading to
0: a common goal. Right, so now I feel that this podcast and I thought it might do this and I hoped it might do this actually, that we are actually finding leading to the actual core of this which is identity. Um, And... One thing, I'm, uh, and of course, with
1: sorry, with the yeah, identity, no, you have, that you've got the identity of the company, and you've got your identity yourself within that company. So you've got a double identity. It's a bit like you're a dad, you're a husband, mm. you're a outstanding salesman, you are Italian, you are Catholic, whatever it is. I will these pay for another goods. coffee. It's okay. These these are all identities. And, and this is the important thing to understand. And um, the, the, what's one of the things that's been eroded, tragically, is
0: identity. Identity within, within community. Now, I'll give you a great example of my own sort of personal situation. My father has a very modest house in the village that he was born in. Our house is a few hundred years old. It's not very big. We hardly have a garden. There's nothing grand, but it's beautiful. Now, we haven't been there for two years for obvious reasons. I won't use the P word or the C word or whatever. Or the N word for nonsense. Yes, correct. However, because I don't want this podcast to be about that. However, when I arrived there, now bearing in mind I don't live there, and I go there once a year for a week uh, because it's even the... the, I I see it as a kind of... um, an important part of, of, I don't know, connecting with with life itself. It's a, it, 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 uh, it replenishes our soul, both of my my wife and I and the kids. We just love going there. We, it, it, it's somewhere where we feel calm, we recharge our batteries, and we feel completely at one with the place. And you go there, it's very modest as well. Beautiful, you overlook the lake, but it's very, very modest and very, not run down, but it's very rustic. But then we arrive there, and my point, I'm getting, finally getting to, is I will park the car, and there generally will be somebody, doesn't matter what age, there's a lot of retired people there, but it doesn't matter, who will pass by and say, now I know this sounds a bit weird, they say hello, with the intent to have a conversation, because they represent and are part of the community. Not only that, but do they know who you are? Ah, sorry. I was leaving, that was gonna be my next point, because the first thing they say is, and I, I used to resent that when I was a, a kid, a teenager or a 20-year-old. You are his now son. Now I love it. Exactly. It's, who's your, who's your father? Where's your line? Where, where's your, your, your heritage? What is it? Who, how do I identify with you? What is your identity? That's always,
1: you know how in the, in the past. must Ro- be the same in, from, from in Roman history. No, but in Roman history, in yes. ancient Greek history. Yes. Son yes. of. Okay. Ooh. And actually names names so yeah. the Greek names especially from Asia Minor are the, the term Oglu is son of really so so for instance any anything it could it could be uh, Aka, Akasoglu means son of someone called a
0: Akas no I didn't say. I didn't get that before because I didn't have the experiences or the wisdom or or hadn't you know had a you know a uh, Mileage or well, kilometres under the belt, so to speak. Now, it's an absolute honour. If somebody says to me, who are you for? I can't wait to tell them the power that of identity. I am the son of Cesare Ferraris. My uncle's house is just there. My other uncle's house is above there. In fact, there's more Ferraris in this village than any other name. History and tradition of which you are part, unstoppable. And... and Unstoppable, but it's it's also the most monumental. It's monumental, but it is the most trying to find the words as I'm sort of um sort of reflecting on it on a podcast, which is not a good thing to do. Um it's 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 an honor, it's a privilege, it's humbling. That's the word I can't find. It's absolutely humbling because somebody in the space of three or four minutes is hitting pressing the red button straight onto my identity my heritage my family and going right I get it I know who you are now absolute pleasure the hand comes out we shake the hand we've connected immediately and we're having a conversation 35 minutes will go by or 40 minutes I know how and this is you know why I know 35 minutes has gone by without looking at my watch because my wife will come out and say oh you're still here then it's also... But in a sweet way, because she knows that that moment is probably the most one of the most important parts of being there on holiday. It's everything. It's inspiring and motivating. And what do I mean by that?
1: It's because you will act according to your identity. Imagine, therefore, if you didn't have one, you'd be rudderless and nowhere near as effective. Humans, the main predictor of whether someone does something is opportunity. Humans are like little particles of, of smoke called Brownian motion randomly. Mm. They need guidance. There's a book called Nudge by Malcolm Thaler, one of the few Nobel Prize winners in psychology. Mm. And he, he concludes, along with his colleagues, that humans are terrible at self-direction. And that they, but because they are human and they want to feel, they want the feel, they, they are best managed by something called libertarian paternalism. In other words, they need leadership, but with the illusion of freedom. And of course, what does that mean? It means you're inspired and motivated because therefore you think you're choosing. In fact, you are choosing to do something under which you are being led.
0: Yeah, but if we go back to the, uh, and I only, only because I don't want to, you know, hammer it home every two minutes, but the fantasy versus reality is actually very relevant here because if I, for argument's sake, go from the fantasy, the game, working for a corporate company, uh, doing the right thing, working your 50 hours a week, coming home, doing your tasks as a husband, as a, as a, as a father. And there's the hierarchy, there's the politics, there's the game, as I keep on calling it. And there is a game. You have to, there are unwritten rules. When I go there, to that village, and I speak to that man, and it's always very often the same man who actually passes by, because he wants to know what's going on. He'll tell the other 10 people that we've arrived. He won't ask me what position I've got, which company I work for. He, he won't. No, he won't. I know, because I'm, I'm, I'm there. He will say, who's your father? How are you? How's your family? How are your kids doing? Uh, and that will mean everything to him, that we are healthy, mm-hmm. that we're happy. Mm-hmm. And then is there a story to tell where have we come from? What was the journey? What was the weather? The usual stuff, but actually that's all he's interested in. He's naturally curious, but as a community figure who loves living where he lives, and is curious <laughs> to new guys, You know, in his life, in his year, have arrived. You know, out of the norm, has you know nicely broken up his day, and there I am talking for half an hour without even realising it. And I am after that, I'm 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 motivated. I'm I'm re you know fueled because I've suddenly connected with my community. I've connected with my heritage. I've connected with the village that has been part of my family for hundreds of years, uh, or hundred years at least. And, and that is, is wouldn't say everything, but it means a hell of a lot. You know, the, the next question is, why move out of the village? Well, my... If and that the, means so much, why, the, why... No, no, hold on, hold on. The, 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 I'm, I'm just making a point. The, the why to that is, my father moved out, and the answer would be the same for me, is because around that village, and quite a few kilometres away from that village, yeah, there is not much going on. Yeah, it's a very, very... Not isolated, but there's not... There's, you have to travel a long way to work in a company where you can pay your wages. So, based on tourism, mainly, and it's seasonal, or you go and work in Switzerland, which is 30, 40, 50 kilometers away, and then you have to find something. It's not... There isn't much unemployment. So, you're either working in the tourist sector, restaurants, hotels... You know, um, uh, renting out um, boats or whatever, and you're doing that a few months a so year. You need to make enough money, and then you're either on holiday for quite a few months, surviving. You're not making a fortune, but it doesn't matter. Or you're going to do something else. All right, but you just another, said it. another, you're, another. You're surviving, skill. but it doesn't matter. And you see, this is exactly. But the you know, point. In contrast where we are now, where we're sitting now here in London. You know. Mm. And, 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 and if you were to interview twenty people and ask them what they're doing, how happy are they, and when did they last see their family? No, no, no. I would ask you:
1: Are you happier now than you would have been living back in the village, doing seasonal work, surviving? But it doesn't matter. I don't know. Now I've never done it. Well, we look at everyone else in the village and when it's a village it has to go and live
0: outside I Identity, go to work outside mm-hmm. okay so maybe not necessarily a fair example my point is community mm. my point is the moment you connect with your community and whether that would be silly examples you park the car you don't just dive for your house you don't dive for the front door key goes in you lock but yourself the away is, is you're if chatting with if people father on the Your that didn't have the motivation to
1: leave you would have stayed there um, and I'm thinking for myself as well, because I'm Greek. Um, there's a little Greek island. Well, the that, same applies to you. we have family same house. Question, yeah. Well, yes. absolutely. But you see it. You see it in people who work very hard seasonally. And you're right, I have, I have relatives who will be on holiday four or five months a year. And the rest of the time they're rushed off their feet. Working seven days a week. And, yeah. and, then, they, and then they think, and then they do the first step because it's a little Greek island. So the first step of success, okay? visual success is they send a kid to university in Athens, okay? And if they've done, if they've done particularly well, for instance, one of my uncles runs a designer shop, a little designer shop selling the most expensive articles of clothes you can imagine on a little crappy Greek island. Um, But luckily, the, the millionaire's yachts more... Uh, literally 100 yards away. So they will, they will. his life effectively over the summer is these people come off their yacht, spend 5,000 euros in his store, and they go. Excellent. Um, so then the next step is, I think I'll send my son to university in Germany. And what happens then is they then go off, they fall in love, they they then produce children in another country. So he never sees his kids apart from apart from when they deign uh, to come back. And the community is being destroyed. And nobody is particularly happy about it. The kids are not going to be happy because they don't have their parents supporting them when they're working in their high pressure jobs, trying to look after screaming little toddlers
0: without the support of the in-laws or the family. And what's quite ironic in my dad's village, going, going back to that example, is the people that appreciate the village more than anyone else. Are you? No. No, Yes, separately me, but, but in the main, in the majority are the Germans that bought the properties there in the 70s that are basically propping up the village, keeping it going, keeping two or three restaurants you know, alive, um, and they're the ones that when they come there every single year, twice a year, at least once for summer, maybe Easter or, or winter or Christmas, go wow, and they just literally stop the car as they go up, as I do, and they go this is amazing, this is
1: beautiful, so But I've started asking this question more and more, Mm. when people say this, my question is, why don't you
0: stay there? Because there is no, or very little, um, these people that, you know, if you take a profile of these people, these are directors, generally CEOs, owners of large companies in Germany, um, you know, you didn't buy a house in the 70s just with a pocket change yeah? the, the house is still cost a lot of money more to renovate than, than, than to buy so you needed quite a bit of disposable income so these are people that are still proud of who they are they have their own identity they're proud to be German from their village in Germany and they will follow their, uh, their cultural parties and celebrations every year but part of their identity is to escape and have not tap into but be part of that community, part of that village. You know, it's it, 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 they're quite proud of it. Actually, I've spoken to them and they said, Yeah, we I'm, I'm, I'll always be German. I know who I am, I'm very proud of who I am. My family's over there in Germany, my extended family, my cousins, my nephews, my whatever. But actually, coming here is like a, similar to me, but maybe not as deep or not a, without the heritage. Is I can actually get away from things, replenish my batteries. I can be, I can look around, I can read a book, I can just watch the beautiful lake for an hour and just let myself go.
1: Yeah, but why are they having these little islands of happiness whilst they're going back to what caused them
0: stress? Ah, Because I think the down, I think what it comes down to is practicalities. You know, you, unless you are a multi-millionaire and you can literally stop working tomorrow and say, bugger this, I'm selling the house in Germany, staying in Italy, um, then it's, it's the best of both worlds for them. They have a decent life in Germany, and I met a few of them and spoke to quite a If they value it so much, it means they're so unhappy doing what they're doing. No, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think a lot of them have CEOs. Do you think CEOs are happy people? Do you think the families are happy? Different conversation now. You talk about the people who have houses over there. Um, I've spoken to them, and they—it's—I call it uh, uh, a very good equilibrium or balance. So they
1: they, to break in, but the the point is, if they chose to stay, they would have to find something to do. Correct. And they—they are capable, functional people. At least most of them would be. Yeah, but, yeah, but they would figure out something because, you know, necessity
0: is the I could ask of you the same question. Why aren't you staying in Greece? Why are you here? Very good question. Why are you here? Look... Well, in this case, I was born and brought up
1: here. That's I was about to I'm say, here. comfort zone. And that's Go. not comfort zone. It's, it's... So I have a
0: specific identity of two cultures. And so do these people who have invested in my father's village. They are very proud to be German. Most of them are quite humble people. They have a lovely community where they are in Germany. But their second country, their other place, their paradise, is my father's village. But you see, the the older I get, and
1: dare I say, the wiser, Mm -hmm. then I'm beginning to think, actually, maybe Mm. I should move there. And, it's, and, and, and without thinking of practicalities in terms of what makes you happier and more functional.
0: I would, I would argue with what we've been through with the pandemic and a lot of people, Not obviously it doesn't apply to all professions, quite obviously, but a lot of people, myself included, I, want, I don't want to talk about my own personal circumstances, but a lot of people, have realized that not all the time, it could be two weeks on, two weeks off, it could be one week on, three weeks off, but have realized that as long as they produce, let, let, let's go down to the examples that we've just given, I've just given that director, that CEO, whatever of that medium-sized company in Germany. You know, will anybody notice if for a week he is on his laptop with the satellite um, broadband that he's provided for in Italy because we're not gonna have fiber optic in a million years up there but he's got just enough to answer his emails and look out of his window on his house that is actually built into the mountain where he's got a view of the Lake Majora and he's tapping away and answering the queries, responding to uh, questions from, from his management, able to be on a Zoom call because nowadays, the last 18 months, it's not abnormal, it's actually nearly the norm. And for a week, he can have a an existence, you can live in Italy, in that village or in that island in Greece, and say, no one knows no no one is any the wiser. But I'm actually happier because I'm here in very, very relaxing, very humble, very beautiful surroundings. And I never would have dared to have done that 18 months ago. Because people would be questioning where are you going? Why are you not in the office every day? I need you here. No, you don't. As long as I'm doing the job, and when it matters, I am there. I am on the shop floor. I am in physical meetings when it when it, when it, when, yeah, when I need but to. how be. relevant is that to the vast masses? Not correct. I'm talking about these particular people that are coming. So my what company. it is? It's the equivalent
1: of a Ferrari. It's a bit like yeah. It's a bit like when the when the McLaren supercar came out. Um, that actually had uh, an onboard computer, and they could interrogate it. That was really new technology at the time. And one of the CEOs had said that he drives to work at 200 miles an hour every day and they interrogated his system and true enough he did travel at 200 miles an hour to work every day on, along the German Autobahn and I thought to myself that's something to aspire to because I was little now how ridiculous is that and yet that's what the vast majority of the masses aspire
0: to. In other words, they aspire to dreams and fantasy. I think, I think if we can go back to, um, if we can go back to, but hang on dreams and fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Now the, the,
1: the point is what is dream and fantasy? Mm. It's emotion. It's not reality. And the, 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 the what is reality? Ah, well re- reality is you basically tell me. survival. An emotion is the most effective way of surviving in a real world
0: where you've got to survive. Okay, I'm going to interrogate what really matters. Tell me what matters. In your opinion, I'm putting you on the spot. Well, it depends. In, in what? No, no, no. You, Whatever comes to mind. Now, today, in society, right now, what, what is really what matters? We you know what matters.
1: Family, community, yeah. that's what matters. Exactly. But that's not the way the world sees it. And the fact is, because without the proper leadership to remind
0: us of that then we will still you know if everything goes back to normal leadership on what level? community leadership company leadership country leadership what do you mean? all of that okay so
1: and and that you see the key thing about religion is it gives you all of that for me when I go back but the the, the fantasy bit you see the beauty of the fantasy is you get it in the next life Whereas, whereas Reality. materialism mm. is, you have to get your fantasy now, and that's where we are at a huge disadvantage, and we are being eroded because, because it's a bit like a machine running out on, on revving out and burning out its bearings, because you can't get your fantasy, and that's and that's the lie that Western civilization is built on, and is the source of endless jealousy and envy, which then which then
0: accelerates wokeism and political correctness. Oh, fantasy versus reality. Uh, I would say fantasy is, is, is a constant dopamine hit. Um, and, and, and one of them is, for example, is the, the growth of Amazon. Um, is a great example where you get a kick. You get that feeling of, 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 of happiness in some minutes because you've clicked once if you're, if you're very well set up twice, And you get that delivered to your door next day. But... And it's colourful and it's gorgeous and it's lovely. But the trouble is, the trouble is that dopamine hits only work
1: if they're unexpected. Which is why, for instance, if a drug addict can never stick with a single dose, they've got to keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger doses. And why, um, once you've got someone buying stuff on Amazon, they're not going to stick to one or two things they're going to increase what they do and then of course Mm. then of course there's the returns policy which then makes a nonsense because as you you know as you well know on the news
0: recently there was the fact that a lot of returns are just thrown away (coughs) but But, who's going to pay for all of that we are but let's get back to identity Um, identity for me what I'm finding by speaking to a lot of people meeting a lot of people natural observations which I I love observing sometimes as we say watching the world go by and you you i've seen especially in the last 18 months a lot of people realize they either don't have a strong enough identity or are not sure what their identity is or are craving for an identity and are then now questioning and looking back at their heritage and going actually i am from this country or my family's from italy or greece or whatever it is what does that mean to me Am I going to see them often enough? Am I calling them? I mean, Am that's, I, what materialism, that's, that's what materialism and political correctness
1: destroys identity. It is unbelievably toxic not to have an identity. But and how, much is, what, how, what the how basic, much is
0: that us letting it happen?
1: What, it's not up to us. We need leadership. Because as I just said, humans are crap at self-determined so we've being led by Facebook
0: we're being led by Instagram we're Correct. being led by Correct.
1: which is toxic which is, is that be, which is toxic are we being led opinions?
0: by them yes. because we don't have natural leaders in our own countries actually leading because, properly. That,
1: because in the democracy our leaders are worried about public opinion which is which is currently
0: global social media so social media is in effect leading our lives from of nearly but every aspect just, of yep, our but lives not just
1: that as we, as we said Fake news travels six times faster than real news because anything that's more shocking and toxic simply gets retweeted more. So we're not even being led by truth. We're not even being led by true public opinion. But then that becomes public opinion by repetition. It's disastrous. Yeah, but bring
0: it down to basics. Me sitting with you in a coffee bar here, enjoying your company. And, and meals. Having, it's very kind of, I didn't pay you to say Having semi-decent coffee, uh, being being able to look out the window, being in a little, I would say, micro-society, a little micro-community where people are saying hello to each other, they walk by, all the shops in this parade know each other. You know, you could for a minute let yourself go and, and, and say, wow, this is... Actually, I am being too cynical. Actually, I've got a very, very skewed view of the world. Actually, there are little communities, and maybe I'm not you know opening my eyes enough and seeing what, what, what's right, what right in front of me destroyed, you see. and 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 one
1: of the one of, now that i constantly develop and get more skill for what i do mm. for the last two or three years mm. one of my early coaching sessions with patients mm-hmm. is they have to tell me what their identity is interesting and almost all of them stay stuck I have to draw it out of them. In fact, I have They're to They're not able to
0: quickly answer that no. question. In fact, you've probably no. asked a question they have either not asked or not dared no. ask because they know what the answer is. They look dumbfounded. And these are different levels of intelligence, different levels of absolutely. wisdom, yep. people from all aspects of society.
1: I have to remind interesting. them. Interesting. That's really interesting. I have to remind them. It is absolutely shocking. And yet it is so fundamental that, as we said, historically... You are identified by your family, you're
0: identified by your occupation. How many have said, how many of those that you've asked that question have said, I'm a a father, I'm a husband? Zero.
1: Well, I'm a wife. Zero. Really? I have to remind them that that's an identity.
0: I'm I'm actually actually quite... And then they
1: tell me... I'm quite surprised by this They tell me, they say, wow, that was so helpful. I keep on reminding myself of my identities
0: yeah but identity because they weren't ever led they weren't told this is who you uh, are and what are the repercussions of not having a strong identity or not being aware of your identity chaos chaos but it is self-confidence because if you don't know who you are Mm -hmm. self-esteem self-esteem sorry if you don't know where you are and where you come from then you don't have that, 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 that inner, inner core, that inner rock inside of you that you can fall back on. To hold you through adversity.
1: Because Correct. Because those with a high self-esteem will deal with stuff, still deal with bad things much better than a low... Indeed. And survive. even Even if they drop in their social class, if you have a higher self-esteem, you will do better. Interesting. Interesting. And self-esteem is, is what makes you succeed in life anyway. And one of the reasons well, because you have a positive self-expectation, so you act on your ideas. Because if you don't have a high self-esteem, you never act on your ideas. So how can you progress? And that's why psychopaths often rise to being CEOs, because they have an artificially elevated self-esteem, so they act on their ideas. The trouble is, going full circle, they happen to act on all of their ideas, being bad or good. Which is why you get a higher proportion of CEOs, but also a higher proportion as prisoners.
0: Can I ask a question? So you're saying that self-esteem is directly linked with identity, or identity gives you a higher... As an important part of self-esteem. As Mm -hmm. an important part of self-esteem. If you don't know who you are, how can you have self-esteem? And I would argue that that creates, as you said, a, I put it a different way, a shield or what I call thicker skin, because you may have what I call so-called a bad day, whatever that means. You know, things aren't going in, a, in the right way or, you know, you have a lot of challenges that you see as negatives, whatever. And if you can fall back on that foundation and say, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it gives you the ability to actually realize actually what is really important. And very often when you're in the corporate world and you're given these tasks and these emails with, with high priority uh, exclamation marks and whatever, and you think, okay, it's my bread and butter. I have to deal with this. But is it really that important? No, it's not. What's important is that my kids are healthy, that my wife is healthy. Will you see that? In that the I've got it? some close friends that matter, that are real. They're not just giving me the, a smile. And in a moment I turn my back, there's two fingers up. That's mm. not friendship. That, that's trying to be popular for the wrong reasons I believe you're right yeah well look on that note I think we've cl- I think we've clarified the uh, the the well we've sort of touched on I think in a reasonable way the how important identity is um, but I wanted to ask you one more question and I hope this doesn't open up another half an hour but I, it's just obviously my, what's popping into my head now. Why are a lot of people, I think, and I, I could be wrong, and you'll turn around and say, well, no, it's just not that at all, are scared of digging deep, of going within and actually investigating, researching, understanding who they are and what identity, what their identity is because I feel a lot of people when you ask them that question as you've just told me you've asked your patients that question why is it that most people can't answer that question are they scared to ask themselves that question I'm amazed that nobody's realised that that that, that actually is important it's ignorance purely
1: yeah because humans are as as we said they are not that bright
0: and not that motivated so of all the people that you've interviewed or that you've coached sorry interview is the wrong word you would say that and I, I've just asked you that question before, different levels of intelligence, different levels of wisdom. No, they just don't know. That's, but you see, the
1: thing is, that's why, and again- I, find, a, I find that quite amazing. There's a, lo- there's a lovely uh, talk by Alan Lopaton, this philosopher, and he said, you have the two, the two ways, you have modern capitalism, which sends people to university and thinks that if you teach someone in their twenties, once at university, they'll remember it for the rest of their lives, yeah. versus religion, that treats people like children and, and assumes they have to be told the same thing several times a day. Now, which has been the more functional of the two? Are you talking about the religious side now? Mm. Which has been the more powerful, successful two? Religion, obviously. And the one that's lasted for thousands of years. Mm. Versus d- democratic materialism which actually has destroyed every single society it's it's been allowed to um take
0: root in i still can't i still can't completely absorb that all or most of the people that you have coached when you've asked that question have all stumbled been completely dumbfounded Uh, and and i can only imagine that you're dealing with different as i said levels of people different Levels of intelligence from medium to high, different positions in society. Because it's
1: never required.
0: Because what they've done is they've
1: simply followed the fantasy of goal seeking. See, goals are simply illusionary needs. They can ask a question. And I see, there's five survival needs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, of which the fifth one is actually relationships. So it's 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 not a tangible one. Anything else is an illusion. But we live our life with goals. People
0: think goals are good. No, they're not. They're the worst thing ever invented. Can I ask a question then? Is, if you understand, if you get your own identity, you have one, you get it, you've, you, you've really, not conquered it, but you, you've identified it properly, and you are it, you believe in it, it's who you are. Does that also, are the knock-on effects of that, indirectly or directly, mindfulness, gratefulness, being able to live in the moment, being...
1: You know, to be
0: without the stable base. Okay, and the stable. Get my point, though. mm, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Would you ever be grateful or mindful if you hadn't conquered that first? Not genuinely. How can you? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think I think that is my question. I think you will live life. You will live life skating around the edges. And we talked about that before. You'll be constantly going for that next goal that next i need to achieve that but you're not looking left and you're not looking right you're just going for it endlessly stressed and you're stressed and you're not living in the moment because you're aiming for that next level and i said to you on, on a previous podcast i think on yours um there was a, or even on mine the fern cotton on a, a happiness or um a happy podcast a happy place um interviewed the CEO of the Happiness Institute in Denmark and when he asked the generic questions to thousands of people and he says, how are you you what's your level of happiness today? And they'll say five, six out of ten, whatever you know, medium, okay the general consensus was that they would be happier in the future than they are now in the moment. So actually I'll be happier in five years time because I will have achieved more security achieve that goal that position level of financial stability maybe but actually what was actually really really quite revealing is that actually being happy with your lot happy with what you've got today is actually the level of happiness is lower than what you might be in the future in a few years time
1: shocking you know you know the effects stress on you Mm -hmm. Not only destroys you, but 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 the CDC, the CDC, did a study recently. Who the uh, Center of Disease Control. Right. Okay. Based on the U.S. population. Right. um, The two people the two groups of people Mm. dying of coronavirus Mm -hmm. are fat and
0: anxious. Right. Okay. Enough said. well look on that note i think now now that we've covered uh the identity the we've touched upon happiness and how i think it's important to have uh a community and that community that sorry that community get my teeth back in can be defined as your own community so you don't i think a media community literally around the corner from where you live is actually core but actually you can also have a community of close friends that may actually be in Europe. You know, you, you can still have a, what I call a secondary community as well. It's very important to have that, 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 what's the word I'm trying to find out? That support network. But the most important community is the people around you, the shops around the corner, the, the, the hairdresser, the local restaurant, where you are known, where you walk into a place and they say, your usual. And, and, and... Where everyone knows your name oh, springs away. that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> was that the music of cheers? Yes, it was. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you very much and uh, speak to you soon. Take Thanks care. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.